Team Vineyard. This is your Team Vineyard podcast, helping you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. And I'm your host, Pastor Cameron Clark. And in this episode, this podcast, we are going to be talking about evangelism. It's going to be a great time, evangelism. It's a really great thing. And with me today, I have two amazing Team Vineyard guests here to talk with us and help us understand a little bit more about what evangelism is and how we can utilize it in our everyday lives and how they utilize evangelism in their everyday lives. First with us today is Thomas McGuinn. Thomas McGuinn, I just messed up your name. My bad, dude. No, you said it perfect right away. Yeah, <laughs> right off the bat. Then I was like, got all tongue-tied. And, and, and last but not least, Linda Cook. Both of these Team Vineyard members are incredible people, have a lot to learn from them. So I know that you guys listening have probably seen these two. Most of you guys probably even know who they are, but some of you guys listening may not know who they are, and so I thought it might be helpful to get to know them a little bit better. So Thomas, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you work, and what you do for a living? Well, I am... Most people know me as a twin, so I have a twin. He looks just like me. Um, I'm in my mid-30s now, and I run a martial arts academy teaching jujitsu with my twin brother. Um, so he's actually there right now working. And I'm a black belt in jujitsu underneath the Gracie family out in Los Angeles, California. Um, so, uh, and I've been a black belt for just only a, a couple years, and it's a, such a uh, unique way to connect with people because there's not a lot of words used. We're just, it's a lot of uh, feel, feel and touch. So, um, yeah, just, it's pretty, pretty simple with me. That's pretty. That's pretty unique. I, I, I think we know now if something goes down to the church, who to call if we have something to take care. Of. <laughs> Every time I say jujitsu, people put up the, like their kung fu hands. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not I that. I won't lie. I almost did that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Linda, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and a little bit about yourself? Well, I sell garage doors, residential garage doors, working for um, Industrial Door, and I live just down the road from here with my husband, Michael, and no kids. I've been coming to the vineyard since 2006, I believe, and love it. That's great, that's great. Well, like I said, today we are gonna be discussing evangelism. And so, for both of you guys, I wanna start out with a question, and Thomas, we'll start with you. Um, When we think about evangelism and what it means to be an evangelist, I think we, we have to understand what an evangelist is. So so that's my first question for you, Thomas, is what is an evangelist? You know, just thinking maybe technically, um, what comes to my head is maybe converting, um, trying to convert somebody to Christianity. Um, but personally, it's it, I think my path's a little different so maybe I branched off of it like maybe I'm a branch off of evangelism evangelism maybe this is the definition of the branch of it um but like um for me it was more of finding logical ways to articulate my faith Mm. um because I fell away in high school like pretty major um kind of like authority telling me the ways of the world and it's kind of like anything but uh god or you know jesus um but so for me i think it was more um just being able to like logically articulate my faith and that this isn't uh, some blind faith that you know we're following in the bible this is 
know, there's patterns of evidence or breadcrumbs left throughout the entire ancient world. So it kind of led me down this um, apologetic, That's I cool. think, uh, a, a walk for evangelism, which is, I, I, I meet with Pastor Steve um, usually every other week, and I kind of tell him my frustration with it because I feel like if there's 100 people to be saved, I don't know if my way of evangelizing is going to get 90% of them. I feel like wow. it's for the two people, the five people. Yeah. So, um, but I was one of those two or five people, you know? Oh, so I think that's, that's cool. why uh, I, I'm walking that way with it. That's so good. That's a, I, I love that you said that and about, you said, you know, there may be a hundred people, but you know, maybe my way isn't necessarily the, is, isn't going to get all of it. I'm Linda. I'm exactly. sure that yeah. you, you would agree to that and sure. you would say maybe it's not, you know, this way isn't for everybody. So maybe there's different approaches. And so that is a great, that's a great thought. You know, I think especially people thinking about evangelism, what evangelism is, and even we're going to get into this a little bit more, some of the difficulties even with evangelism, thinking about some, almost some insecurities almost, we can get into that a little bit later, but that's a great, that's a great thought to have and discuss and open up and be open about. So Linda, I'm going to ask you the same question. When you think about evangelism and, and what it means to evangelize and all that, what is to you, what is an evangelist? Well, first of all, Thomas, I mean, it was really an eye-opener for me because I never thought of that way of thinking as an evangelist. But So, there, you know, you need different kinds of people to, to evangelize different people, you know, different folks. Yeah. To me, it is having a passion for people to know the love of Jesus and the peace that comes with following him mm-hmm. and just to know that you are loved like no other. He loves us so much. Yeah. And sadly, people walk around and don't feel that love. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, I've heard it described before. It's, it's like knowing you have the answer to something and people are walking around mm-hmm. and asking, but they don't even know they're asking. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And it's right. like, it's like, how do we love the people that may not know how to ask those questions and what are the questions and is the way I'm presenting the answer to the hundred, is it going to reach all the mm-hmm. people? But my love that I have for these people kind of keeps me going right. as we progress into reaching all these hundred people and how can we all work together to, to, to reach these people? It's, it's, it's a great question. It's a great um, idea as we look ahead as to what evangelism is and what it means to be an evangelist. So, so we're going to get a little bit personal, and I want us to dig a little bit into our everyday lives almost. And when you think about your day-to-day life, what does being an evangelist look like in your day-to-day life? Is there anything possibly unique to you, maybe something unique that you do to maybe evangelize? So Linda, we'll start with you. Well, um, at work, I mean, I, I try to, I mean, people know at work that I'm a Jesus follower and most of them around me are not. And I listen for opportunities and conversations to give Jesus credit. Mm. Like for example, if it's pouring down rain or something, you know, oh, thanks Jesus for the rain or something. Or if I hear a negative conversation happening, I'll just, you know, say, interject something positive, especially uh, when I hear people 
talk negatively about themselves, like, oh, I'm so stupid, I always make this mistake, I'll, I'll take that opportunity to say, oh, no, you're not, mm -hmm. you have what you say. You're only learning, so next time you are not going to make this mistake, you have what you say. So we're gonna say, you're not stupid, you're just learning. And the whole office knows that. They'll start talking about something and then they'll echo in the background, I know, Linda. <laughs> You have what you say. <laughs> and that's not easy to do for people, you know, because, you know, it, when you think about your day-to-day -day life, when you think about people that we interact with, whether at work or at the grocery store even or mm -hmm. wherever we're at, it's very easy to hear people talk negatively about situations in their lives, people they know personally, and, and, and just say, you know what, that's none of my business. You know, right. like it's very easy mm -hmm. to, to think that. And then and then I, I know sometimes with people, it's like, you know, why why jump into that conversation? What's the benefit? And maybe some insecurities pop up in having those conversations. And it sounds like almost you're known as the positive, loving person. It's what <laughs> it sounds like. It sounds like. So, so when you think about interjecting into those difficult situations, are there any like insecurities that may pop up sometimes when you're having those discussions? Yeah, sometimes, um, especially I mean, if there's people that frown on that and they're like, oh, here she goes again. Mm. But the they all knew me before Jesus. And yeah. then I was gone for six years. And then I came back and I knew Jesus. Mm. So they all saw the change. Wow. So some of the people, the higher ups are just, you know, they don't want to hear about it. Yeah. They, I mean, I have Christian music on my computer and they, just prefer I keep it, you know, low, low toned yeah. or whatever. But that's but that's that's something that I think uh, to those listening can be really encouraging for them to hear because wherever they're at, like you, you have what it takes, even in those subtle things like having Christian music on mm -hmm. your computer right. and and interjecting in those small moments. You know, those small moments all build up to something big, and then you have rapport with people to speak into them you right. have it creates moments to speak life and love and encouragement and jesus into people by being the person known around the office like hey you know she she corrects when we're talking mm -hmm. this way or whatever mm -hmm. or she doesn't get involved in that and then sometimes it's almost it i'm sure this has probably happened where if somebody's going through something they might be like I think I can talk to Linda about that. Yeah, that happens Has that ever sometimes. happened to mm -hmm, you? It does. Oh, can you pray for this? Oh, that's oh, yeah. so cool. Oh, yeah. And 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 I think it goes back to what we were saying. Those small moments that you were just talking about, they build up into this image that people look and especially as people we see all the time, they go, "Linda is somebody who is somebody I want to talk to. She's she's somebody I can open up with and be vulnerable and and be honest about what's going on in my heart, which then opens the door to evangelize mm -hmm. to them about why are you so happy? Mm -hmm. Why do you talk that way? Why why how are you so positive? You, did you know you just said it was raining outside and thank God for the rain? <laughs> what in the world? I, you know you might be able to use this when it rains. I say it's free car wash day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's free car wash day. That's great. <clears throat> Thomas, I'm going to ask you the same question. What does being an evangelist look like in your day-to-day -day life? Is there anything unique that maybe you do where you work? Because you, you probably work with some people that might be angry, might have some frustration. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about that. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. but how, what does that look like to you? Uh, you know, I, I really can relate to what Linda was saying about just being an, an example. Um because I, 
growing up or even before I was a Christian, um, I wasn't the guy that's going to go out and just start talking to people. Like it was very intimidating, very uncomfortable for me, whether it was about a sales thing or about Jesus. Even when I was, you know, saved, when I was first saved, it was still very awkward for me. So I love the idea. I can relate to that so much of just like being the example of what an authentic Christian looks like. And you start noticing like the, the, there's not many Christians, at least where you're at, it feels that way at least. Um, And, but it seems that the people that you're working with, they have this idea of what a Christian is. Um, And when I've talked to some of my coworkers or students about what a Christian, what, what their idea of what a Christian is, it's like, oh, that's, that's not at all what a, a, a Christian is. Um, so I like that idea of kind of being the example of what a real Christian looks like. And then you start getting people that ask you for advice out of nowhere. Mm. Um, yesterday I had, um, uh, unfortunately, a 14-year-old girl who's in just went to high school and she's you know, into a lot of the LGBTQ yeah. and she's very confused. And she came up to me and she knows I'm a Christian because she wanted to talk to me about her and her girlfriend and this was this this has been a very difficult um conversation to have with her um but just and then right after class i had a uh 12 year old 13 year old eighth grader who was telling me you know there's i don't know what to do this year there's there's a lot of um boys who uh, apparently like boys now at my school um and I was like, okay, um, I didn't. I don't want to be giving like kind of like the birds and the bees conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But praise God, I talked to Pastor Steve about this a couple weeks ago. That I felt like I made mistakes in the past of when this vulnerable young girl, uh, and I'd known her for you know four or five years. Um, when she was like asking me for advice, I felt like I was putting my arm around her and walking down the wrong path with her, just trying to make her feel good because I didn't want to turn her away. Like I wanted to get Jesus in there, but like. After two conversations on maybe within a month of each other, I was so disappointed in myself because I could I didn't get him in at all. Um, and the last time, which I still have to talk to Pastor Steve about, I was like, "Cha-ching, I got it in." <laughs> yes. um, but it's just it's like just banking off what Linda said. I think being a, an example of an authentic Christian, people start asking you for advice, and I always tell them my advice is gonna be through a Christian worldview. So yeah. when I don't be offended if you're asking me for advice because I see the world through oh, this, this biblical context, you know? And that it seems to, they, they, um, they don't get, I would say, triggered as much. Yeah. Um, Cause you say Jesus and it's either, oh wow, I like you or get away from <laughs> That's me, right. you know? So. There's this stigma of, of Christians in our workplace. There's a stigma of, mm-hmm. of not only in our workplace, uh, there's a stigma of Christians just worldwide yeah, oh yeah and so anytime we have an opportunity to whether we're you know mentoring and walking through life with people or we're at work doing the the daily grind of whatever it is that we're doing wherever we're at we have the opportunity like you all are saying to be the voice be the face be the light of Jesus in these small little like I think of it almost like these like you're trying to make something and a lot of times people when they approach evangelism they think like okay I can snap my fingers a couple times and this person's gonna change 
or I can I see the issue and I see and so but what it really is is it's taking taking your hammer and taking that tool and just chiseling away sometimes that's that's what it is now that doesn't mean that there aren't moments where somebody has those radical 180 completely altered life moment but a lot of times it's in those small like I'm going to create an opportunity for this person battling with this to walk up to me and say, I need to hear. But then saying, I view life through a Christian lens. Mm-hmm. So when you come to me, you are going to hear. I was I was talking to somebody recently about this, just different things, because uh, it goes exactly with what you guys just said. Uh, I, I like to play a game when I go into a grocery store. And it's, it's funny, but I like to play a game. I play the game of how nice and loving can I be when I'm in here? <laughs> like, you know, because it's those little moments. It's those little moments. You walk in, and I remember the other day I was getting some cereal, and it's, oh, this is so stupid, but I was, there was getting some cereal. I had some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, incredible cereal, and I get it off the shelf, and the guy next to me, he pulls down some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I'm like, good cereal, right? And his and he was like, yeah, it's the best, and it sparked a conversation. And I was like, I was like, hey man, like I know this is weird, but like if you don't go to church anywhere, I'm one of the pastors at the church, literally right across the street. You should come check it out. Sometimes he's like, yeah, you know, maybe, but but it was in that moment where it was a small, it wasn't mm-hmm. this big. Like, hey man, you know Jesus, like you know, right. it's it, it's so organic that way, and you don't even you. It's almost hard to overwhelm yourself or you know get those butterflies. Like, okay, I'm gonna go evangelize today and talk about Jesus, but it's like, well you know, be Jesus, be like Jesus. And like those moments, like you said, they just like, oh my goodness, well, I'm having a, I'm having a, a conversation about Jesus and maybe this guy's coming mm-hmm. to church because I was, maybe gave him his first smile today or whatnot. <laughs> and you weren't even planning on it. You were just planning on bringing love to the area, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. wow. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah you, you never know what can happen just by simply being available for somebody. Exactly. Like just being available for somebody when they're in those moments or whatever it may be, being in that moment where they're like, you're going, hey, I'm here. Yeah, and it's like in the morning, I have to like ask Jesus, please help me to be oh, available. Oh, that's good. Instead of just on my own, I'm on my own schedule. I got to go do this, this, this. Just help me to be available and aware. Oh, that's a good. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I preached in Kentucky a few weeks ago, and my message was on availability. And I shared a prayer that my grandfather prayed every morning, and it was what you just said. He said, Holy Spirit, if there's somebody you want to impact, today I'm available. Choose me. And it was so great to hear you just say that because I think those prayers is something unique that we can do. Those prayers are saying, hey, Jesus, Mm -hmm. choose me. Like, hey, here I am. Send me. <laughs> yeah. Was, was Isaiah the one that kind of yeah. was like, hey? Yeah. And it's almost like some people kind of like, don't choose me, please. Yeah. You know, but yeah. saying that, it's almost like empowering. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it, it, it's it's interesting too because there's those moments where, you know, I think through like personality wise, there's a lot of people I know who they 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 say that their personality, you know, well, my personality I don't have that outgoing personality mm-hmm. to right. evangelize to be that. But then it just goes back to what we were just talking about, which is, you may not have those per- personality traits that are saying, hey, like I'm here, hey, what's up, hey, or that you know, but but when you incorporate the Lord into your daily life mm-hmm. and you say, hey, Lord, I'm available, and you show up to wherever you're going, oh my gosh, the power that can happen mm-hmm. 
in your workplace, wherever you're at, is absolutely incredible. And, and, and it takes me to this thought, this idea of, of what drives us when we see these opportunities that we have to, to be available. When we see these opportunities to be loved, to be kind, to be Jesus to people. There's something as, as people, us three sitting around here right now, that, that drives us in this area of why is it that we're willing to wake up in the mornings and pray this? Why is it that we're able to be that person to speak up? So so this is the question I'm getting at. What what drives you in this area? When you think about evangelizing to people that don't know Jesus, what drives you in that area? Thomas? You know, just looking around, it's sad, you know, like sometimes I feel like I'm a guidance counselor. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, like I said at the beginning, I'm an instructor at my uh, jujitsu academy. And we have about, I don't know, 200 students. Um, so people do come up to me and um, it's just, it, it's so sad. So, and I remember five years ago when I found Christ, um, I was in the back of my mother's garage. Um, I just was waiting on back surgery. So I've been training for, you know, 10 years at the time to, hopefully I'm running a gym and I couldn't walk, couldn't do anything. And, uh, like worldly standards, I look like I'd be the most unhappy person there is, but I was just so happy. And like my, I had no money, no nothing because I, I, I was saved and loved. I was living in a, a, a place that I think was like 20 by uh, 20 feet by five feet. So very small yeah. place, no, no AC, no heat. And just in a little small space in, in my mom's garage, like I said. Um, and, just knowing what Jesus did in my life, it's like, why would you not? You're just like watching people get ran over, ran over, ran over, ran over. And it's like, you want to yell, 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 or just tackle them sometimes, you know? So that's what drives me is just seeing how how sad the world is. And from the apologetic um, aspect of it, you know, being in America, like I love America. I love the the freedoms that we have, but um, America, you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, you know, would it be better to live in maybe a third world country sometimes because you're left with, you know, the stars, the the sun, uh, creation. Um, so things are a little more obvious to you. But here it's almost like there's so much hypnosis going on. They just oh, want wow. you to live and then just die and not thinking think about it. And I just think that's so sad. You know, you just see people get caught up in uh, their Netflix, which is great. I watched, we were just talking about The Office yeah. before we got on <laughs> yeah. here, which is yeah. great. But balance is key too. Yes. You know, and when you're left alone um, with yourself, you you, it's very self, you're very self-aware that yeah. something is there. Like, yeah. you know, there's n- nothing can create something. You so, And we, we all know that. So it's like, you know, I just feel so sad for the people who, you know, have eyes that can't see and ears that can't hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah. you, you start saying the name of Jesus or, or preaching a little bit. Um, and even where I went, I fell short for, I would say a couple of years is not praying for them. Like they have eyes that can't see, ears that can't hear. And I wasn't even praying for them to be open or wow. a little bit of calling. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Steve's been kind of pushing me on on that a little bit more. And it's, 
almost like it, you know, everything's so deductive for me. It's like, ah, prayer, prayer. And it's like, and I start actually praying, like, okay, here I am. I'm going to pray for these guys. And it's, he, God will show me little things working. I had a friend I was praying for, and he called me that night. And I haven't talked to the guy in like three or four months. Yeah. And I just told him I was just praying for you. He goes, that's crazy. I was taking a bath. Um, he, and this guy, if you knew this guy, he would be taking a bath. Um, <laughs> I was taking a bath, and I just started thinking about Jesus. And I was like, bro, I just I was just praying for you, like on my prayer list. Awesome. So those little things, God's like, you know, he's not going to come down and be like, hey, here I am. He's like, yeah. these are so self-evident, you know. You know it. You can't you can't get away with it. You know it. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many distractions that are in this world that are all around people all the time, and the effect, like you said, that ha- that that has on people. Mm-hmm. It sets them in this. Well, I hear this, I hear that. This is happening. That's happening. I turn on the news, and this is negative, 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 negative. Right. It it makes people almost like like they're walking around aimlessly, hoping they get somewhere by just being as frustrated, distracted, angry as possible, mm-hmm. when really that's not what life is about. And seeing where a lot of these people, they, they don't know, they're blindfolded. They're blindfolded, they're walking yeah. down and you're mm-hmm. going, hey, let me help you. Hey, I'm here. I, I, can, I, I can show you, I can show you what to do. I can, mm-hmm. let me help you, let me help you. It's, it's this idea that there is a God that loves them so much more than where they're at. Exactly. And pursuing that. So, so Linda, I'm going to ask you that same question. You think about what drives you in this area, in, in your, in your daily life of evangelism, like what, like those, like what makes you pray those prayers and, and be that positive person and, and have that heart for people. What drives you? Well, I simply cannot bear thinking of someone going to hell, Yeah. let alone spending eternity in a lake of fire to me yeah. i mean i cannot bear that drives me to pray for people and i will i will pray for you know a particular person for a long time until the burden feels like it's lifted yeah. off and another it's kind of silly um thing that drives me is i live in a part of town where i hear all the sirens yeah if i hear a siren i'm just like oh, oh. jesus oh please yeah. go go be with everyone in, involved here you know be with the firemen be yeah. with the and help everybody be safe and redeem anything that's lost and and i just start praying for the situation i have no idea what it is wow that's really good it's it's those it's those it's those moments where it's almost like our heart is telling us please please do they know jesus please. i know exactly and <laughs> i almost feel like sometimes god is saying please pray you know because oh, wow. it's, it's dire it's desperate it's yeah because our prayers can do so mm-hmm. much for people and when we think about, like you just said, like the thought of somebody dying and going to hell, it's it's tragic. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. And they're blindfolded and they don't know it. They don't it. even know. Yeah. They're walking to, for them, they they hope it's nothingness yeah. compared to what Linda was saying. I know. Saying. And, and, you know, I, I've already thought the worst pain that you can feel here on earth and being tortured or whatever would be the best thing ever compared to hell, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that, that's not a good thought. No. And there's people heading there. You know, the, just when Linda was talking, um, this situation kind of sprung up into my head, oh, a couple of months, uh, six, seven months, six or seven months ago, and there was a homeless lady outside of my, uh, my academy, and it was pouring, pouring, pouring down rain, 
and I was walking to my car with my wife and I was like, ah, you know, I felt God say, go, go and talk to her. She's trying to get shelter where you can't even, like you're just getting poured on, but there's like a little piece of shelter. She's just like sitting there trying not to get rained on. So I was like, hey, I don't want to do this to be honest with you, but <laughs> God's like really prompted me to go over to this girl. And like, honestly, like I did not want to do yeah. it at all. So I go down to her and I start talking to her about just kind of like who she is and they, I run this academy and you know if you ever need like a place to get warm or just to hang out for a bit, you could always come in and I asked her if she was hungry and if she needed any food at Wings because that's what, you know, we're right on uh, Ireland and um, Ironwood. And she was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then so I, met, I just mentioned Jesus. Like, you know, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even wanna come over here. Like I don't come up and talk to people. This is the first like, you know, homeless person I've ever come up to. So me and her end up becoming like friends. Yeah. Wow. Like she's like, she'll like make her way around to our business. Now we've moved across the street, so I don't see her that often anymore. Um, but was, what was unique was, is during Christmas of this past year, um, I, I had a baby in October and she brought in a tattered up kid's book. And I open it up to give to, give to me, you know, wow. for a baby gift. Oh man. I'm even getting goosebumps thinking about this. Um, I should have brought it. Um, <laughs> I open it up. And then maybe, you know, Joel or Cameron can help me with this, but she wrote the Bible verse on how like the foxes have like holes and birds have nests, but the yeah. son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm even like getting emotional thinking oh. about it. But I remember reading that and one of my friends who is not a believer at all walked up to me and he's like, you're friends with that homeless girl. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we became friends. I uh, met her a couple months ago and, and I was like, look what she gave me. And, uh, and then so he's like, oh, wow, you know, tattered up book. I was like, bro, you know how special that is? Like, um, you know, people have given me many, many baby mm -hmm. gifts, you know, um, but this one's very special. I said, look what, she, like, look what she wrote in it. Wow. And he reads it and he goes, who's the son of man? And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, wow. <laughs> and now it started like how you like a little baby step here and there. Um, and we're still like, I'm still praying for him in a process, but it just opened a, a, a door that I thought was like welded shut. So I don't know, it just sprung That's up on me when I thought really about cool. that. It, it just, really it, cool. the thought, there's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Think of that ripple effect that happened. We were kind, you loved, you were available. You prayed. You prayed, yeah. you were there. And who would have ever drawn this off that this lady that you at first were apprehensive about even approaching. Absolutely. Then helped open the door and answer a prayer that you had been praying about somebody completely. It's, like, it's crazy, but it's not. You yeah, know? It's, yeah, it sounds crazy, but it's... So I always like to think, okay, now who's going to get the crown in heaven, you know, for this person's salvation? Oh, so if yeah. that lady ever gets saved, she might get the crown for that, if when whenever that That's guy... That's right. And she doesn't even know that story, mm -hmm. you know? That's so wild. <laughs> like, I, I believe, if I'm thinking correctly, it's the last time I've ever seen her. Like it was like almost some like mysterious wow. and maybe angelic. Sometimes yeah. I'm in my head like, maybe is this it an, was angel? an angel? Maybe it was, yeah. <laughs> like is this person even her name is T? So if you guys can you know, a little prayer for her, it, yeah. it really help her. But you know, I think man, is that even a real person? You know, yeah. is she really super skinny? Super skinny, yes. I think um, I know who you're talking. Probably about. in her late forties, I'm guessing. Yeah, and she's around that area quite often. Mm -hmm. I've, um, I've seen someone that matches that description. Super nice girl. Wow, that might be that might be a cool evangelism opportunity yeah and saying you know thomas <laughs> <laughs> you know he had a baby he had a baby <laughs> i know him too <laughs> like, yeah 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 and, and and it's and it's in this it's in this lifestyle of of seeing people and seeing their worth like oh seeing yes their true sure worth mm -hmm. i mean like 
it, there's so much that drives people to not want to evangelize and not want to share, not want to be open, not want. To. There's this thought of seeing people as who they really are, as children of God. When we open up that Bible and we read that we were all created in his image, mm-hmm. like we are perfect sons and daughters in his sight. We are loved. And Jesus got on the cross willingly for everybody. I have this thought sometimes. I share this with students a lot of the times. And I I say, think about somebody that you don't know. Think about even somebody that maybe you do know that you may not like that much. Did you know that if Jesus could get on the cross for just them again, Mm -hmm. he would do it? Wow. And that worth that's attached to that. Because we equate a lot of times Jesus to us personally, which Jesus is with us personally. But Jesus is with that person when we pull up to the gas station, when we're walking Mm -hmm. out of work, when we're having a conversation and seeing them and saying, oh, my gosh, my heart goes out to you. Can I be a vessel? Can I be something to to, to show you? Can I do anything to show you Mm -hmm. Jesus? I'll, I'll do that because you have worth. The Son of Man came for you yes for sure and if he could come again for just you he would well i have a question for you cameron Uh oh let's see if i got it (laughs) so you know talking about jesus from time to time with people um have you experienced how to overcome or i'm sure you have this obstacle where you mentioned jesus and they're like well I'm not a Christian. I won't believe in Jesus because my pastor did this or my friend was a Christian and he was whatever, a, th- a thief. And and they give you these examples of, of course, humans who are definitely not perfect and they try, they can't overcome that because he's, and he still com- claims to be a Christian or, you know, he, they just go and confess their sins. They just do it again. Like, how do you even overcome that type of thing? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, it's it's kind of two-part for me. The first thing that I try to think of is this, is that I can't, if somebody has a, has a perception as to what a denominate, a group of people are or Christians, I think to myself and I pray and I say, God, is there anything that I can say that maybe changes mine right now? But a lot of times it's not the case. So a lot of times what I try and do is I try to be different is I think, okay, every day it's an opportunity to be different. Every day it's an opportunity to be loved. Every day it's an opportunity to show them. And then asking questions, getting personal. I try to get personal with those people. Now, I want to create rapport with those people, obviously, because there's a lot of people who, I, you know, I'll see them, ironically enough, walk into church. You know, on Wednesday nights they'll say, oh, well, my mom just wants me to go. Well, well, what, what, what's keeping you from following Jesus? What's keep, you know, mm-hmm. well, I had this bad, this bad experience, you know, this guy or this gal or whatever it is. And so, I, you know, I like to tell him like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that. And so I want you to know that I'm available for you. What I, my brain always will jump to love. My brain will always jump to love. And the second part is, is, is being okay with knowing that I may not have the answer right there. Mm-hmm. Like I've walked that walk. And I, I was that person. Yeah. And I, so I'm able, I'm able to share that with people. But what, what really got me then is, so if I would go to heaven now, and if, if I was in front of God, could I say it was someone else's fault? Wow. God would know better. That's amazing. But that's really helped me. It's changed me. Wow. Oh, I like to not that. to be bitter 
with past experiences or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and almost like it, that's so good because it's almost like we don't – how do I say this? I want to make sure I say this correctly. Like if somebody has previous hurt, previous pain, whatever that may be, the last thing that we want to become is – what they say we are exactly you know you know and so thinking through like you know if there's somebody who's experienced let's like let's take we're we're obviously we're talking about church and and people that have church experience and how to reach them and church hurt um but like let's take that off the table for just a second and think about it broadly when i think about people who have hurt in general like whatever kind of hurt in life um they have traumas of mm-hmm. whatever that may be. It's it's do I take this pile of even though it's good stuff and put and ask them to hold it, or do I say, How about today I just pick up a little portion of that and I show it to him and say, Hey, there's a new thing that's different oh, than that's what really you know. That's really cool. I like that. There's something different. I you you know, you may it may be hidden from you because there may be a wall of bitterness in front of mm-hmm. it. But today what I'm going to do for you, and this is internally and spiritually, I'm going to go behind that wall. I'm going to grab a small handful of it, and I'm going to walk around that, and I'm going to hand it to you. And when we have that mentality of I don't know what to do, but God, you've got this, mm-hmm. it it opens up doors. Linda, before the podcast started, we were talking about our days, and you said something about your day being like god's got this like god's got this you equate that into your the mission field outside the walls of in, even inside the walls of the church all around us it's i can't do this without god exactly i can't do it i no matter how hard i try we can't we have to rely on jesus and see people for who they are and take every single moment that we can to say Here's just a little bit. Here's just a little bit. I think kind of branching off that a little bit, like it's like we have to be in our Bibles. Like <laughs> yes. for those, like it's great <clears throat> to, you know, uh, uh, the prayer and, and faith. and But, you know, I, sometimes I think we take our, our scripture for granted generally as Christians and kind of like um, those moments where it's like, what do, what is, what do I say? I, like the power of God is gonna definitely, you would imagine, guide you if you're um, doing like, a, just keep it up, you know, yeah. stay in your Bible, mm-hmm. um, stay in your prayer life, walk with love, and I, the Holy Spirit's like, I was reading Luke, Luke one through three this week, and it was like, I just kept noticing like the. Uh, uh, Christ was full of the Holy Spirit and like the power of, of the Spirit was with was with Jesus. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, almost like a superhero movie. How do you power up for the day? You know, a little <laughs> yeah. prayer, well, a little... It's the word, uh, exactly. Yeah, it is the scripture. word. So I think that that goes much further than I think anybody can even give it credit for. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, you know, we know we're going to use our phones in the morning, so we put them on the charge when we go to exactly. bed. It's like if we're about to go out into the the, the mission field, we got to make sure we're mm-hmm. plugged in. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're not connected, then we're going to walk into a situation that we just we could find ourselves overwhelmed with. Which which I think a lot of times people people I I feel like I hear this a lot. People are. They, they, they think of evangelizing and being Jesus to people, and there's this thought of, like, this overwhelming, like, I'm not going to have the answer. 
I'm not going to have the answer, but what if I go up and somebody, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pull back into, into like thinking like one, you don't have to know the answer. Like that's one of the encouragements I want. And I'm right. sure you two would agree with this. Like you, you don't have to know the answer right there. And that's a great thing about being connected to a church is because there's pastors and leaders around right. you that you're connected with that, like you were talking about talking with Pastor Steve, mm-hmm. that, that, that have the answers. But then secondly, we learn more and get charged up on how to be Jesus when we are speaking to Jesus, when we are reading right. his word, when we are connecting to him. It's almost like um, I, I'm a sports guy, and so I think about like before somebody goes out, like every day is our Super Bowl. Like every day <laughs> is a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And yeah. think about like, do you think the coach before the team takes the field looks at his players and goes, all right, guys, well, we'll just see what happens. You know, um, I, I think there might be a game plan. I didn't. I'm not for sure. Let's hit the snooze button. One yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody want to take a nap before we go out there? Is anybody hungry? You know, I got some canes. Mm. You know, it's it's. They don't say that. They they look at him and they say, "This is what we're doing. Let's get it. You are mm-hmm. empowered. You have what it takes. Get out there and perform." And we open up our Bibles. We connect with the Lord. And we, especially when we are intentional today i am going to evangelize i'm gonna go out you know the bible is theologically it's 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 god breathe it's god speaking to Mm -hmm. us and we open up that word when people know the power that that word has we open that up and we're connected to it it's god and we're we're praying while we're reading this god encourage me Mm -hmm. god give me the strength god lead me guide me allow me to follow in your footsteps where are you calling me god will give you that strength god will give you you will and you know even sometimes if you don't know the answer it it helps the other person to think oh well they don't know everything either you i mean sometimes i'll just say hey you know i'm not sure but that's you know let let me do some look in and see what i can find out for you but that's a good question i don't know that's probably that's probably even new for people to hear because most people nowadays are experts at everything they have answers for everything (laughs) you know um yeah staying in the bible even as you get deeper in your faith and evangelizing, I think finding and connecting with somebody like a leader, like following a great leader and making sure you're like for me, I I get so into the apologetics that I kind of go on the deep end. So I think finding, you know, a Cameron Clark, a a Steve Huffman, Mm -hmm. a pastor, Mark, pastor, Kathy, Keith, I, like connecting with these type of leaders that we're surrounded with is so for yeah. me at least so so important and it really is some points you you know uh it's humbling because you think you're approaching things pretty fantastic and then um they kind of like you know well this has worked for me you know i always start um when i do bible study i'm like i tell pastor steve start in the book of genesis he's like thomas please don't start in the book of genesis <laughs> like oh please don't like, if you could just not, don't do that. And it's like, okay, well, where would you like me to start? What, what do you think? He's like, I'm suggesting you maybe start in Luke, something like that, and yeah. then go to Acts, you know? Um, but just having a leader that and that can kind of guide you, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know? So, uh, and you can vet that leader. Like, you can vet them, and then you can trust them, you know? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that goes, like, that goes a, a long way. That's so good. That's so good. So I want us to talk pretty quickly about the idea of, moments i know thomas just a moment ago you shared this um but i want us to share a time maybe it's recently maybe it's been a while ago but a time when you 
you did this well. You, you did this well. Is there a moment, like a short little story that maybe a time, a moment where you said, okay, that went pretty well. <laughs> Linda, is there a time that you would say that went well? Well, um, when I walk my dog, I, you know, go around the neighborhood. People are out. You get to know your neighbors. Well, there was a new neighbor in the area, and him and I started talking, and I would continually invite him to church, you know, come to church, and he would just debate church. It, church is this, church is that. You know, it's not the real deal. And um, as I got to know him more, learning that he had a rough life and a lot of hurts and some addictions, I suggested Celebrate Recovery. And boom, he was on it. Wow. And now he comes to church. Wow. You know, and that's it's just being consistent and talking to people and allowing them to debate with you. And wow. that was a that was a situation where many times I would say, I don't know the answer to that. Wow. You know. Being vulnerable, being honest. And going on their page. I've been there, I know how you feel. I found that this, you know, you can't put the blame on anyone else. Oh, that's good. Let them talk, you know. You have, yeah, exactly, good. letting them talk. That's good. And being consistent. I love that word oh, you there just was, said there. There were times, though, many times I turned the corner. I'm like, oh, God, please, please don't <laughs> let him be outside. I need to get home for dinner. <laughs> yeah, we started thinking about those other things. <laughs> often, uh, what's going on? That's really good. Do you guys ever get when, – when, when do you draw the line of dusting off your feet? Quote unquote. Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. Linda? Boy, you know, I have to learn that. I have to, oh, yeah. st- I still have not learned to do that. Uh, you know, I think about it after the fact, mm-hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to pray about that. That's like the, I'm going to have to think, of, I'm going to have to think about it. That's yeah, a great question. I like that question. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think we're we're practicing what we preach right now because we're saying we got to think about this. You yeah. know, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. that's a that's a that's a that's a great that's a great point. So so Thomas, same question to you. Well, is there is there a time when you? I know you've shared a, shared one, but but real quickly, is there is there a time where you did this really well? Um, you know, off the top of my head, <clears throat> there just like two scenarios. One quick mm-hmm. one. Um, there was a, a, a great friend of mine now, um, but not a believer. Um, and he would ask me certain questions where I was like, oh, he's open to um, something, just not sure what. So Pastor Steve, I think he actually talked about it briefly in his last um, message, but he put out a, something on Facebook, like God prompted me to um, reach out and then like he, somebody needs to like be talked to or something. I'm so sorry, Pastor C for botching that. It was much better. <laughs> it was articulated way better. And I read his post, I'm reading his post and in my head immediately, <clears throat> this gentleman pops into my head. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. He pops yeah. into my head and I'm thinking, okay, this, should I message him now? Cause I haven't really done the whole like come to Jesus. So I was like, just do it. Or actually, no, I didn't. I actually messaged, messaged Pastor Steve and I said, hey, I'm, this guy's on my, yeah. my mind. God mm-hmm. put him on my mind. He goes, okay, I'm gonna pray for him. Get, like message him right now. And I was like, okay. So I message him and this guy, boom, 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 boom. He's like making headways to Christ within weeks. Now he wants to get baptized. Oh, wow. wow. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely amazing to be honest with you. Um, um, and I think that's like one, one of the more um, 
major ones, but I don't like lately. I, I, I talked to Steve a lot about it. I, I don't have a lot of these. I almost feel like I fall short. Like I feel like I'm a little bit too hard on myself. And I, I, I feel like maybe sometimes I'm in, I'm in a rush to convert or I'm in a rush to like talk too much and prove, you know, Jesus and mm-hmm. how, how real he is. Um, so I don't know if I do a great job. Um, but that's why I meet with guys like you. Yeah. And that, that mm-hmm. That's why I have leaders yeah. because I want to do a good job. I don't want to be the reason why people mm-hmm. are like, ah, that's not, that's, that, that's not for me. Um, and recently, <clears throat> um, I think we had a uh, men's night on Friday night, yeah. Ignite. Yes. And um, Pastor Steve messages me and he said, hey, I'm uh, praying for you guys. And he put it on my heart to have you guys invite 10 or more people. And in my head, I'm thinking, <clears throat> I can probably bring one person, but 10 people is like, it's a little much. Yeah. So I put it off. Like, I am not perfect. So I put it off for the entire week. <laughs> Thursday night, I get a text from Pastor Steve, like, you, what's your list look like? And I'm like, there is no list. And he's like, okay, well, I'll pray for it. Let's just do it now. Invite everyone yeah. that's on your head. I'm inviting people 13 is either 12 of 13 or 13 of 13 people ended up coming. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. And then seven of them ended up oh, yeah. staying for the event. Two of them committed to Christ that oh. night. Oh my word. So it's, I mean, wow. goosebumps again, you know? <laughs> and one of them, I, it's like after I saw him come to Christ, it was like um, watching a movie play back. I was oh. like, I could see mm-hmm. God moving in his life and moving in his life. Um, and it was w- very obvious to me after the fact. And yeah. I wish right. I could have noticed those little pieces right. beforehand, um, but you know. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. I don't know, mm-hmm. I mean, have you been a Christian for five years? Um, yeah, I would say about about five years. I, I was um, very resistant at first. Well, like, I, I think I mean, you've grown in leaps and bounds. I don't know, mm-hmm. is it a man thing? Because my husband is growing in leaps and bounds <laughs> too. And he's like two, almost two years a Christian now. And he, yeah. I, I look at him and he's like, you know, way up there. And in that amount of time, I was still like teeny tiny baby needing a blanket or something <laughs> as far as Christianity goes. So I don't know what it is, but don't be so hard on yourself. I, I think you're doing that. an amazing you, job. You guys both are doing such a great job. And I'm so encouraged to, to, to listen and to be able to talk to you all about what the Lord is doing and, and both of your all's lives as as well as like how the Lord is using both of you all in the community at work and around town. And, and I want to encourage anybody listening. And I know you guys would say the same thing that, you know, we, we fall short of this. Like we're mm-hmm. like, I, I know we're doing this podcast and I know there's probably some like, well, they, they, they're better at this. There's moments and we could talk for hours about times mm-hmm. where we've fallen short or we haven't done a good job, but, but to end, to close, I, I think the good thing for us all to to hear is this, is that when we, when we are pursuing the heart of people and we are leaning solely on Jesus, he's there with you. Right. And just because we don't see the result right there doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Well, he tells us not to think too far That's ahead, right. you know. Yeah. We, we can't think too far ahead and know that every moment— is an opportunity. We're so human, you know. <laughs> like you said, we're so hard on ourselves. And he loves us so much because we are human. Yeah. You know. He does. He loves us a lot. Well, there you go, Team Vineyard. Thank you, Thomas, and thank you, Linda. Team Vineyard, we hope that you are encouraged from this conversation as well as challenged on how we can make evangelism a part of our everyday lives. Thanks, Vineyard, and we will see you this weekend. 